This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The trend of trolls is really about blending us all together. I think it's like Kanye West who decided this should be a trend. And it's because Kanye really needs a blank canvas that doesn't crowd him because his mind is quite crowded with a lot of different thoughts, etc. And especially with his bipolar condition, mm-hmm. intense colors would trigger him a lot. So a neutral palette and a neutral home would be great for someone like Kanye, it would be great for creatives. But every single person needs different things in their home. Let's take a breath. Hey guys, I'm Cindy Lutwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you're well, you're having a great week, and I just want to say thank you for pressing play. As always, it just, it does mean the world to me whenever I hear from you guys listening, or when you reach out to me, or when you share it, or just knowing that people are listening on the other end of it, it just always means everything to me. And today we have a awesome guest on. Her name is Walla. She is a color therapist. So bear with me on this episode. I know that sometimes these topics can be a little out there, can get a little woo, but I like this one because we kind of go in and out of the spiritual woo stuff, but then back to the practicality. We talk a lot about essentially color today. Honestly, after listening to Walla and talking with her through this episode, we recorded this about a month ago. It did open up a lot of my creativity and how I can use color more in my life. I did realize from listening to this afterwards that I'm a little bit blocked or I was a little bit blocked when it came to expressing myself with color. I think I fell into a lot of the trends that are popular right now or have been popular with using all neutrals, all beige, all creams, whether that be on the clothes that I wear or in my home. And I found it interesting to kind of play with getting out of my comfort zone a little bit. And a lot of what we talked about in this episode and how Walla teaches people to express themselves and dive deeper into their own essence or authenticity is through color. So after this episode, we actually painted three of our rooms. I've changed out the office after this, which you guys have seen, and added that green wall. I was inspired by her question of going into a room and asking it, what do you want it to be? Or how do you want the room to feel? Or what is the purpose of this room? And for the office, I wanted to add some color to it. So I had that creative energy and it wasn't just a blank canvas and I could use it to have those moody colors. So in our room, it's like green deep greens like cognac (laughs) I guess it's the color browns and different like earthy deeper tones which has been very like lovely and calming to look at which I've been really loving and then in our guest room we did this like taupe brown color on the walls 
and then added some oranges and greens and other colors in besides just beige, which was my comfort zone for a while. So I'm kind of trying to break out of that within reason. So she just opened up my mind to how I can rethink color and how I can use it as a creative outlet versus just copying what is cool right now or what the trends are, finding ways that I can bring those elements into my home or what I wear. I also bought a lime green like fleece thing after this and an orange and pink shacket and this other like orangey shacket and I've been really loving them. So I've kind of stretched my idea of how I want to dress and express myself and just giving myself the space to explore that a little bit. And I owe that to this episode. So today we talk through what exactly is color therapy, what our own color types are. If you think of color as like an archetype in a way, like when you take those quizzes online and you get your personality type, she uses that, but with color and we all have a certain color that we can utilize more whether that be just expressing ourselves or if you want to get more woo using it to tap into our authenticity or what our blocks are. It's kind of fascinating. And I know that we can be like on the fence about this and I totally get that. So I just ask you to be open about it and see what this kind of brings up. We talked through some practical stuff too with color, with like branding and how brands utilize color, uh, the history of color and how it was utilized in like ancient Greece times or Egypt and how color was used to express hierarchy and all of these interesting things that color brings up, even color with dieting and how different brands use it as a marketing tool or or a way to get you to buy more, consume more, which is super fascinating. So it's definitely obviously a part of our everyday lives. Color is everywhere, whether you are in nature or you're in your home or you're trying on clothes, the choices that you make ultimately color is a facet of that. So I just think it it's an interesting topic that kind of opens your mind and helps you notice the choices that you make and how how color kind of plays into that. So this one's fascinating. I found it really fun. She's super like bubbly and really fun to talk to. And she has a background in interior design as well. So I really love that interior design aspect of it. And it does change up your environment. It does excavate different feelings and emotions when you're around certain colors. So it's just interesting to notice that now more in your life. So hopefully this episode has you do that. I, I just think color can be fun. I was afraid of it for a while now and I'm I'm branching out and it's, it's been a good time. Also something that you can kind of utilize if you're starting a brand or you're starting a business, like what colors you use for your logo or what colors you paint your office. All of those elements will have an effect on your energy when you show up into those spaces or what you're putting out in the world. I think it's all subconscious, but it is interesting to keep that in mind when you're doing things like that. So this one's a fun one. Share it with a friend, family, anyone that's interested in this topic or wants to learn more about it. I would love that. Um, I have something to share. We've been doing not much in our household. Nick had COVID last week, so we kind of just stayed inside and I gave him more tasks to do around the house. So I've been kind of boring lately, uh, but we do have our engagement party this week, which we're super excited about. I have two of my friends coming from out of town to visit, and then my parents are coming up and we're just having a little get together and at this really cute wine bar in Cincinnati. So I'm super excited about that. So I think my mindset right now has just been prepping for that. But one thing I have noticed from my usual scrolls of social media is this theme of people getting burnt out, especially with the creative process of social media, or if you're a creative or if you're someone that's in that space or wanting to be in that space, there seems to be a lot of people who are like, 
I'm done with this. I can't do this anymore. I need a break. I'm taking time off social media. Da 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 da. It seems to be a very big theme right now, which is interesting because before I felt like the theme of social media was like everyone should be a creator. This is how you can do it. Like 10 steps to be an influencer tomorrow and all these things. And I've noticed there's been a shift away from that more. And now it's like, I'm burnt out. I'm over this life. This is like not what I thought it was going to be. It's it's not easy work, all of this stuff. So I share that to say, take note of the boundaries you have in your life with social media or with your creative space or whatever you utilize to be creative. There's so much messaging out there of people saying like, you should be this way or you should do this job or this is what's cool right now or your house should look like this or your clothes should look like this. This is the trend. This is There's so much of that information all the time and it's easy to get lost in that and lose who you are within that space that happens to me all the time like for the example the color thing where I'm your whole house becomes beige because that's what's cool and that's what everyone's doing I'm realizing I need to set boundaries with that give myself some space where I can be creative where I get really quiet and actually figure out what it is that I truly like what what feels right to me and what I want to put my energy into whether that's my work or how I dress or how I outfit my home or anything like that it's very easy to get lost in the trends of it all or the cool things on social media or what is popular right now that is a never-ending hamster wheel that you can get on and you'll never feel satisfied because you're just following the next trend the next thing the next whatever. So I think my theme or my something to share today is like finding boundaries with that, using it, yes, to get creative and figuring out what you like, but then also separating from it and being like, okay, what is, that's what is cool right now. That's great. But like, what is cool for me? What do I like? What do I want? And that could be related to, again, what you wear, how you show up in the world, or even what your business is, like what, what lights you up is going to be different. And that can get very muddled and very confusing when there's all this mixed messaging coming in at all times. Believe me, I have that a lot. I constantly am on social media, whether that is to get a feel of what's cool right now or what the trends are to kind of stick with producing content and stuff. But sometimes when you spend too much time in that world, you lose who you are, you lose what it is that you actually like, because you kind of become a product of everyone else's ideas, if that makes sense. So yeah, I think boundaries are always good with all things. Giving yourself time and space to be creative, to get really quiet, like don't be afraid to shut your phone off. Don't be afraid to take a day and not post anything. Don't be afraid to do what you enjoy, what makes you happy, not what looks cool on social media. And that I think speech was mostly for myself, but hopefully that connected with someone out there because I, I definitely need to do that more and can get lost in the trends of it all. And I can lose myself in it. Or when you peek your head out of scrolling like that, it's hard to tell what it is that you actually like versus what it is that people are telling you you should like, if that makes sense. So yes, I digress. That is my little something to share today. I think the theme is boundaries. Please enjoy this episode with Walla. Share it with a friend, family, on social media or whatever floats your boat. If you could leave us a five-star review before you go, I would just love you so much and keep sending ideas or things that you want to hear or see on the show. Again, we're having Nicola on a lot more now, so we're going to have fun with it and get creative and talk about all types of topics. So stay tuned for that. Without further ado, guys, here is Walla. Well, Walla, welcome to the podcast. We kind of just jump in. 
Um, and I know that we just kind of started this thing in a flash, but I'm glad to sit down with you and learn all of the things I'm going to from you today and have this colorful conversation. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. I had a really crazy day of sessions, clients. So I'm very, I'm pumped up because I just got back from Ireland as well. So, oh, wow. I'm jealous. I want to hear more about all of those things, but I have two questions to ask of you before we jump into everything that you do. The first one is, again, I just threw this at you, an object. So anything that comes to mind, it could be something you're using right now. It could be something from your nightstand, something surprising or something with a backstory of any kind. So anything that comes to mind. Okay. So isotonic, it's not isotonic water. It's something called quincin. Mm-hmm. I about it so it's just this capsule that I've been using that is full of minerals because apparently because of the weak soil that we have and the problems with the water we even if you eat really really good you're only getting 13 of the 78 minerals that you're supposed to get and these little they're not capsules they're like this I don't know how to describe it but it's like this glass thing that has a liquid in it that has all the 78 minerals that your body needs and it's safe from uh, somewhere in Spain, and it's called Kintin, I believe. Kintin. Can you order it online, or do you have to like? Yeah, I got it on Amazon. Oh, really? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it looks, like, really sophisticated, but and it's actually an American company, I think. I think. Huh. Have you noticed a difference from taking it? Yes, I feel really good, and you don't get hangovers. Okay, well, salt. <laughs> Quintin. Okay, because yeah, I've heard a lot of things about water and how the way that they don't filter it properly and we're not absorbing things and you know more shit that's wrong with the environment (laughs) my mother-in-law is like really a purist about these things and I try to kind of at home we try to kind of balance it so much but really if you sit with her it just tells you like the soil because she um she hasn't like her and her husband have an organic farm one of the first in Ireland and she's been working on adding these minerals to the soil and like feeding the soil for many many years so the food on her on her garden is like childhood tastes like childhood like I haven't tasted cucumbers like that in ages Mm mm-hmm time I go there I'm like oh my god this is what cucumbers taste like and it's because of the minerals mm. yeah so no fertilizer and all the stuff that we're putting yeah because even <laughs> if you if you get organic the soil still doesn't have enough minerals for for the plants so it's crazy what's going on it's very frustrating because even if you're trying to be good it's hard to find those resources or those options to buy actually <laughs> healthy food we do our best we do our best yes we, we're all trying um second question anything that's been on your heart or mind lately so yesterday I was I posted something on Instagram it was about like what is everybody's definition of luxury hmm. because I was watching this show talks about the luxurious lives of the elites of Barcelona etc and the whole time I was watching it I couldn't I, I was like this doesn't feel like luxury to me they all feel like they're tired and they're doing <laughs> all these things and like they're running and they're angry and they're upset like what is it and then I, it got me really thinking about how can we're all different like in this whole body that is the universe that you know the kidneys would find luxury different than the heart and Mm -hmm. we're all different in that sense but we're all part of one body and I felt like it was so important for us to kind of redefine luxury for ourselves and what does that look like like for me it was like a lot slower Mm -hmm. and a lot more intentional 
and full of pleasure. It's like that just felt pleasures that are, that feel connected, that I feel connected to. So I, I'm, this is what it's been on my mind is like redefining big concepts. Yeah. Happiness, luxury, instead of what we're told on the media and on TV and what everybody and society tells us, yeah. what is definition that's a great point i mean a lot of times it's commercialized and it's like luxury equals you have this credit card and you have this designer bag and you're able to jet here and do that i agree some of that sounds exhausting and some of that i just don't really subscribe to or it just doesn't really feel like if i had a bunch of money what i would do with it but yeah i like that redefinition because then it's less daunting of trying to reach a certain point when that's actually not where you actually want to be at. So saying like you're following these people you see online or on social media and they have all these things and you think that's where you want to be. But it's actually if you like really get conscious and deep within yourself, you're like, actually, no, that doesn't align with me. And I could get those things now and live a luxurious life without having to have all those extra things that look really cool online or look really cool on TV. Yeah, but it's also interesting because a lot of the times people will reach there, will get these things, and they're like, okay, but I'm not happy. Yeah. Why am I- because it's just like, this is someone else's definition. I'm not saying that definition is bad. Mm-hmm. It's someone else's definition. And it would be interesting for us to kind of go back and be like, okay, what is the definition that aligns more with me? And this is what really color therapy did for me. It's just helped me align with who I am and help me understand what is it that I want and really go deep into the deep things that I like and and want and give me pleasure and give me happiness and being able to be present with myself whether before I was just like running after all these different concepts of success what it looked like what it needed to be and yeah this is uh, kind of (laughs) what's been on my mind (laughs) I love it so let's get into color therapy. Um, it's a newer idea that I have. I guess I we've all used it in some way, just maybe not consciously. So what exactly is color therapy and how did you kind of fall into this space? So it's funny because the other day I was asked, is color therapy you're putting people in a blue room and then they get better? <laughs> I was like, kind maybe. of. Yeah. Kind maybe. of. But color, the way, so color therapists all over the world use color in different ways. The way I like to use color therapy and the way I've seen and I've trained and I've seen um, and I've worked on is using color as a tool to help you, just like meditation is a tool, just like visualization is a tool and breathing is a tool. Color therapy is a tool to help you understand yourself better because color is a language of the subconscious. We're all made of light. And light has all these different frequencies of colors and wavelengths and all these wavelengths connect to different feelings, different emotions, different belief systems, and different parts of your body. And once we understand that and know that, we can play around with like talking to the frequency of the universe and what is around us. Mm -hmm. We can also tune into what is happening to me and why do I feel this way very quickly into the root of the matter instead of just hovering the top all the time and just getting only the first layer of the onion when you with color therapy you can just peel it so the language of the subconscious and it is a way for us to balance our energy um it's a way for us to understand our mind our body and our emotions better Hmm, that's beautiful yeah and I, i agree i think it's 
it can be done in different ways. And I like how you do it or how it sounds like you do it. But um, yeah, I want to learn how to work with it more because I, I know it's like a subconscious thing, like you said, because some days I want to wear this colored shirt and I don't know why. Like it's not normally a color I wear, but some days I'm just like, no, I want to wear this exact color. Or like some days I'm feeling this or I want to paint a certain wall, a certain color, things like that. So first of all, what are the different color types? Because I know that we're born with a certain type. Um yeah. And I'm curious on what each of them are and how we can figure out what our type is. Okay. So we're all, we all have, we were all born under different color archetypes and other color frequency. So the way I see the world and the way color therapists look at the world is it's different frequencies and every day has a certain color frequency. Every month has a certain color frequency. You can just keep going. Yeah. So the day you're born represents the color frequency of your essence, of your soul, of where you are now in your soul's journey amongst all the lives. And then the month you're born is why is the is will represent the challenges of why your your soul wanted you to come here in this life, in this body. What is it that you needed to learn and packaged as what? And what I mean is packaged as what? Is it packaged in your parents mainly? Or is it packaged in your form of expression? Is it packaged in situations that push you to, to be powerful or hide? and find your inner power within yourself. It's just, how does it, how is it packaged? Uh-huh. The year you're born will represent the energy frequency of where your soul wanted you to go and move into in the end of this life, in, in a sense. Um, so I do this with people. So there's um, a quiz online. It's not really a quiz. It's just one question and takes you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on a deeper level, we can just go into it more when people do color readings and rainbow activations. And that's the session that I do with people one-on-one where I tap into their energy. And I was doing it today and I was thinking, like, it's not a rainbow activation. It's not only a color reading. It's like this tribal mix of things that I, that, because it's, frequency it's energy it's different things and color is just kind of like the title of everything yeah the all-encompassing like umbrella is it related to like ayurveda at all or aura anything like that it's not okay interesting it's different it's just all these things are different doors to the same room but you will always find alignments with all these different teachings interesting i think my color was orange and i actually don't really like that color in real life (laughs) Oh, interesting. Interesting. And which more month were you born? Uh, July and then 2nd, 1991. So you, you said before we got in here, you said you enjoyed flowing. Yeah. But you're more in your challenge than in who you are. I'll explain that. So you're, you said you're an orange. So I orange, think from what I took the little quiz, I think that's what I am. What's your, the day you're born? July 2nd, 1991. So you are orange. Definitely. You're an orange. <laughs> So you were born as an orange. So you are born as a very emotional being. Oh, yeah. Very sensitive person that's guided with by their emotions. That's where your intuition lives. That's where your power lives. And that's where you are able to manifest from all these different emotions. Mm-hmm. And also, orange is also about feeling your emotions in your body, experiencing your body. A big amount of it is also experiencing experiencing the pleasures that your body can give you. Mm. So 
who you are as a feminine. Are you able to receive or are you just giving, 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 giving? Which is something that oranges always fall into, which is I give, I give, I give because it feels so good and easy to me. And then I'll fall into this pattern of no boundaries, but then I'll go, oh shit, I feel resentful and I feel victimized by how much I'm giving because nobody appreciates me. And all these different stories show up. But also orange, the first thing when someone has orange in their chart, I'll start looking at their relationship with their mother. It's all about your relationship with the feminine. Mm-hmm. So the first relationship of the feminine of the feminine that you had here is your relationship with your mother. How did that teach you about connecting with other people? So we look at these things during the session mm-hmm. and go deep in, into these different things, into these different experiences. And then because your challenge is violet, your challenge is about letting go, flowing, and trusting the universe and trusting that creativity. But if you don't like orange, and that's your color, and you have violet, so usually when you are when when we grow up as girls, as women, they tell us angry girls are bad. Mm-hmm. Anger is not good. Anger is a bad emotion. And as part of being orange, is the what now they are starting to call the feminine rage. I don't know if you've heard of it, mm-hmm. or the wild which is allowing yourself to just be angry and go into these fiery emotions okay but this emotion is dangerous it's not good doesn't let you be a good girl (laughs) and and so what we end up doing is suppressing it Uh so this is why and and we don't like and that happens also like when you don't like changes you don't like to change things it's such that's why you don't like orange so this part of you you need to make peace with in a sense interesting trust in letting yourself be angry and that everything's going to be okay if you're angry it's going to be okay if you stay in all your emotions you're going to survive you're not going to go into like a deep hole of depression you can get out of it but unless you go through it you can't so it's a very interesting it's a very intuitive also color combination Mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting to see how does your intuition play out in your life etc so these are things that we get into during a color reading session and then we also do different healings as i tap into people's energies and see where is where, what blockages they have etc um, and just get things moving so when you find out your color say like in my case if i'm like blocked by my color i don't like it is it a matter of just like putting it in my life more or wearing it more? Or is it a deeper thing to it? Like, what does that exactly mean once you know your color and what you have to kind of work through? So I like to work on many different levels. I like to work on the de- mental beliefs and then releasing emotional blockages and energy blockages at the same time. So when when you don't like a color, first thing you need to do is like, okay, why don't I like this color? What does it represent to me? So what are the themes that I don't like about it? Is it too shiny? Is it too out there? It's just, I don't know. And usually when I don't know means I don't want to know. So you got to take a deep breath and go deeper. (laughs) And usually when you go, I don't know, it's also who does it remind me of? And what's that person like? So what is it that whenever we're judging someone or we're triggered by someone, it's something that's within us that is being triggered and moved. So this could be a good, and this is where you start working on the mental beliefs. And then what we do is we get you to, work through wearing it more 
um, bringing it around you. And I'm thinking like you, you're saying that you don't like orange, but I was looking at your Instagram before we jumped in and you had like a, a dress that's like magenta. I did wear one recently. Yeah, that was that's the first time I ever got a dress like that, but it was like orange and pink. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, oh my God, I need that dress. Yes, um, it's very cute. Those two are my favorite colors together. I just love working with these two. Mm-hmm. But you had it on here, but there was more pink. Yeah. <laughs> so you are open to deal- to working with it, but you don't want to be seen as an orange. So you don't want to be seen as an emotional. Mm, yeah. Fluid. There you go. You hit the nail. <laughs> I think, yeah, because it's... For women, because yeah. we're not, if we're emotional, we're not, we can't be taken seriously. That's what we're told. Yeah. Or you feel like out of control almost because some days are. Yeah, you're too much. Yeah. Interesting. Generally, what are each color type? If we want a little bit more of this essence or this essence, like each color, I would just say like the Roy G. Bib of the colors, like what are those generally related to? With the color archetypes, I have nine different ones. It's just the asking what I do is like when you get when you take the quiz or that answer one question (laughs) (laughs) and and you find out what your color is you can also use a meditation but you can also get a meditation of different colors so if you want for example more creativity there is a meditation about indigo and creativity there um if you want um, um to tap into more physical strength and vitality there is red to do it so every different um Every different color type will give you different things. You can use it in meditation. You can put it on your phone cover. It's just like as soon as you look at a color, your nervous system is responding. Your subconscious is responding. Hmm. You can wear it. But wearing it is like you're bringing it into your body. You're involving your body. Hmm. Okay. I need to go get more orange clothes. (laughs) First, you need to ask yourself why you don't like it. (laughs) Just force myself to wear it and see if that does it. Interesting. When I first got when I first got uh, started working with a color therapist, hated green, mm-hmm. especially lime green. She just couldn't stand it. And then she was like, "Okay, let's start working with green." And I'm a yellow archetype, so I go all out with everything. Yeah. So I decided to get bed sheets that are lime green, and I put oh, myself geez. in. <laughs> so bad. I've got the sheets. Am I done now? Can I remove them? Yeah. Did that help at all? That sounds very not relaxing. <laughs> it wasn't relaxing, no. <laughs> Oh my goodness. To put on bed sheets, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it was an experiment. <laughs> Color in the home, because a big thing right now, I'm on Pinterest a lot. Everything is like neutral and earthy and everything's one way. And then we kind of shift with the themes and the trends. Is it different for when you're putting it at home? Because I imagine a color like red, like I would want to paint a wall red, but some people are really into that or just different things like that. How can we incorporate color into a home? well when you're thinking about colors usually red we think about the primary red Mm -hmm. but there are different reds like this one for example like a rust Mm -hmm. or many different shades and and hues of red these colors can be incorporated in a home but you have to understand and that's why i always tell people when you come into a room or when you're asking me to help you design a home i want you to go room by room and ask yourself, what do I want from this room? What is the energy there? And then what are the needs of the people using this room? And also, if we're a couple, what's what are our challenges as a couple? Is it communication? Is what and where do we do it? Okay. And then you kind of color code your house based on that. Mm. The trend of neutrals is really about blending us all together. <laughs> all of us having, and also it comes from I think it's like Kanye West who decided this should be a trend. Um, yeah. 
it's because Kanye really needs a blank canvas that doesn't crowd him because his mind is quite crowded with a lot of different thoughts, etc. And especially with his bipolar condition, mm-hmm. intense him a lot intense colors would trigger him a lot so a neutral palette and a neutral home would be great for someone like Kanye it would be great for creatives but every single person needs different things in their home hmm. I at the moment chose I'm working on on the colors but in my home in my living room have a lot of neutrals until I find the right because I'm not finding the right colors and <laughs> but okay but it's just you really need to look it's not only walls it's accessories you can keep your walls neutral if you don't want to experiment mm-hmm. but you have to know if you're putting it in in pillows accessories etc you can change it mm-hmm. also know that for example yellows in the bedroom or lime green in bed sheets <laughs> our colors are very stimulating for the mind yeah. so you won't be but there would be really nice as accessories mm-hmm. in the office stimulate thoughts I like that question to ask because I I'm constantly wanting to like paint things or add things or change things so I like that question of like designing a room on what do you want it to feel like or what do you want it to bring out it's fascinating I I touch the house of the world what do you want from us how what is it that you want from us and then from you and then we kind of blend it together so the house is happy so colors to be relaxing, like general colors for that. What would those be for like bedroom or like intimacy? Like what are those kind of colors? I personally like deep colors and moody interiors. So for, and that, and that for me is relaxing. Deep blues, turquoise, no, not turquoise. What's the other colors like? It's a deep blue green. Yeah, I think I have it on our walls in there actually. It's like a dark, it almost looks turquoise. Like the base was turquoise, but they added in a bunch of dark stuff to it. Yeah, that <laughs> that one <laughs> whatever that's called and what also are relaxing you can use peach peach colors like peach tones mm-hmm. blues lavenders pinks pinks are great but if you have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning i would avoid in the bedroom okay interesting because it's just really really relaxing it'll just like you won't get up <laughs> you'll just spend all day there For like manifesting or for wanting abundance or like changes in that way, what colors would you work with with those? It's different. So manifesting, I like to use two colors in general for manifesting. So two colors in general would be magenta. It's great. It's like magenta is a color that acts as a magnet when you're visualizing it. So it's it's great to create like a ball and put um, a magenta ball a magenta ball and just put all these different things in it. Um, like all your wishes and the things you want to manifest and send it out. Um, Orange is a great one as well, but orange is to create it. So I like the combination. So the colors you were wearing, (laughs) it's like a really good two two colors to create and manifest. They're Mm -hmm. great. I also like to mix when it's abundance and growth, because you want growth. It's green and magenta. Mm -hmm. Gold and magenta. I liked magenta for me is the color to use to manifest. Mm. Is it different for each person or is it generally if like you want to flock to a certain idea, those are the colors you should kind of go to? No, magenta has that frequency. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. It, it, it 
floating on that frequency of of manifesting and mag and bringing in and bringing in one more question on that i'm thinking of like wanting people wanting to call on a partner and like outfits or like things or colors to wear on dates or things like that like how we can work with colors in that way so it depends on what kind of partner you want so don't wear red on a date especially on a first date if you want a partner that will be serious because as soon as you wear red it signals to a man's mind oh it's a physical connection it's a it's um it's lusty it's very physical because the red is a very masculine physical energy a lot of women make that mistake uh, i other- just remember all those magazines being like wear red dress on the first date or your little black dress they did a study on it mm-hmm. where they sent women in blue and women in red and women in red got you know asked at the bar a lot more but it wasn't serious connections because it was red Hmm. It was telling him, "Hey, I'm a you know, passionate color because it's a color that is passionate. Yeah, it's, a, it's an unspoken signal because whatever you're wearing, you're telling people something about you. That's why a lot of people are just get lazy and wear black all the time uh-huh. because they don't want anybody to know anything about them. And I always ask these people, I'm like, okay, so why do you need to feel? Why are you always lazy in showing people what you feel, what you are? Like, what's in there?" Mm-hmm. So, it's just messages or even I like this color on other people, not on me. So I like to see this thing, this frequency on other people. I don't think I, I want it in me or I can't have it or, or, or the language. It's interesting. I also think about people like hairdressers or a lot of people have to wear black all the time for their work. Does that have an effect on the energy of that environment? Or when you're wearing a black all the time for work, should you wear other colors to like breathe? I don't know, flush out your energy or whatever it is. So I was having this conversation with actually one of my friends who's an energy worker. And she was like, I wear black as a protection because it absorbs all the energy and protects me. But I, so there's like two different opinions on this. I feel that black is always absorbing. To protect, you need to put like a tourmaline bracelet instead People who are working always in black, I always tell them wear different underwear. So whatever's closer to your skin is it's is what you know you can work on. Hmm. Because in hairdressers, it's better if they're dressed in black because they're sta- they're changing your hair color, they're changing etc. If they're dressed in a colorful thing, it'll take your focus on this yeah. new thing too much for you. Hmm. So it is important for them to be in black, but play around with the underwear underneath accessory with underwear I like that um one other question I was thinking of too because we're planning a wedding right now and uh color schemes for weddings are big things and I think of like Indian weddings were beautiful and colorful and then I think of the more like traditional or catholic weddings are like black and white and touches of blues or greens or things like that so how does that work and how can we plan that especially as a partnership and how we want to like color scheme the wedding so each color has because also I'm planning our wedding for October, <laughs> okay? And I'm have, and I'm working on creating different color stations, but then I landed on more pinks. Mm-hmm. I wanted pink. Pink is a frequency of pure love and, and a frequency of just compassion, kindness. And I believe these are very important in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So this aside, ask yourself, what is it that you want your wedding to represent? And then you can pick a color that works with it. I love blues for weddings as well like the deeper blues, mm-hmm. just depends your style. Mm-hmm. What is it you want to get? So interesting. Plus you have all the guests wearing different colored things and how that's going to come together too. 
Yeah, there's a lot to think about when you're doing planning a wedding. Yeah, some people like require guests to wear like black. <laughs> I feel like that's interesting. I've never seen that. Yeah. I think this is like trying to be rebellious. Yeah, no, they want everyone to wear one color so then it doesn't disrupt their photos or whatever. Sounds like fun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to also the history of color because I think it's fascinating where like in Greek times, they everyone wanted to wear purple as royal and then you think of like – Chinese heritage where red is this color of royalty so like the how colors have had this like symbolic meaning over time because I I know this has gone color therapy doesn't is not like a new idea it's gone back to like Egypt and all of the things so how has that worked throughout history I'm just gonna put a disclaimer my memory with names etc in throughout history is not the best so if I make a mistake I'm already apologizing (laughs) great so uh, in Greeks, in Greek mythology, or in in, the, in Greek times, ancient Greek times, they were do they would wear different colors based on the gods and goddesses that they were worshiping and they were working on. I forgot which goddess, but that was very important at that time. And they used to always wear red for. But also, you have to think about then at that those times the color dyes or finding colors for clothing was really difficult Hmm. it wasn't easy it was just really what was available there that's why purple was a royal color because it was the hardest and most expensive to find Hmm. okay egypt there are papyruses that describe different ways on mystical ways on how to use color to heal using different plant colors, different wavelengths, different light colors. But again, there was a lot of unexplained, magical, um, mystical things that happened in Egypt and different places. It's clearly like been a part of life for so long. And I think it's also interesting, I think of too, like when we're younger, when we're kids, we are always working with colors and painting and wearing all these bright things. And as we age and get older, we go to like more neutrals or blacks or it's interesting how that shift kind of happens. Some people stick with their color and they keep it throughout life. But a lot of times it comes more neutralized as you age. Yeah, because it's like you have the media and you have you have TV telling you, hey, this is what's trending right now. It's very interesting because this year, you ha- you know, you have Valentino going all magenta Bottega did like a big different very shiny bright colors um so all these different brands decided okay it's time for us to be color to be colorful but colors are just so expressive uh-huh. that as we age throughout our traumas throughout our different experiences in life what happens is you just want to neutralize we just don't we don't we and we get really busy and we just want to neutralize uh-huh. and I feel like that's such a shame because we should be able to slow down and live life and live in a luxurious way where we're able, because this is like luxury for me that I feel like slowing down and being able to find the time and the space to express ourselves in different colors and different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're inspiring me to want to incorporate color more because I've definitely gone through my neutral phase. <laughs> Everything's creams and tans and browns. <laughs> I wore color today for you because I figured could bring it in this looks white right now but it's a pink shirt but i wore some color today <laughs> to get in the zone as soon as everybody says that i'm a color therapist on my bio they're like i wear this shirt because um i'm spending time with a color therapist so you don't judge me i'm not wearing black but then it's black and then it has like bits of pinks in it and i was like hmm. <laughs> so yeah you're wearing pink i'm happy you're wearing pink it's good thank you yeah i'm wondering too when you like walk around the world and you see people in certain colors do you get a energy from them or do you kind of block it off when you're not working how does that work for you 
It's interesting because when I'm still looking at people, I don't get in, I've learned the hard way to just kind of like stay in my energy and be with myself when I'm out and just be only tuned in and open um, when I'm working um, with people on in sessions and stuff. But you will have these moments where just someone's energy just wants to speak, mm. just wants to be heard. Mm. So that happens often. Do you approach them when that happens or you just kind of? No. Okay. <laughs> I wait for them to approach me. Okay. One other question I was thinking about too is uh, marketing uh, strategies. And I I saw that McDonald's likes to use the color red and yellow because it makes people hungrier. And then I also saw that you're supposed to eat on like a, a, blue, a plate with blue because it makes you like less hungry. You won't overeat. So things like that subconsciously. <laughs> is that real? Is that true? Yes. Okay, so McDonald's, when McDonald's first started, now it's no longer the same thing. McDonald's used yellow and red so you can eat fast and eat a lot. And and they used uncomfortable furniture so you'd get out faster. Okay, because that was their business model. It's like they want you to eat as many burgers as you can and as you can and get out Mm -hmm. but now this has completely changed because people want to sit find a place to sit down and it's all gourmet and all these gourmet experiences people want when you want to lose weight eating on a blue plate because blue makes certain blues especially sky blue and lighter blue pastel blues won't make the food look really nice the colors won't really nice and also they lower your heart rate when you're looking at them they calm you down so you're calm so you won't eat you won't overeat and the food doesn't look as exciting and as nice as it would look on a black plate or on a because you eat with your eyes first mm-hmm. that's so, interesting. so that's why and then there is also a pink i believe also it's claimed that kendall jenner used millennial pink or just that hot no it was baker pink or something like that Hmm. and that one was studied to have lower your have like it lowers your heart rate therefore your stress is lower and you'll eat less oh that's so fascinating Hmm. i'm gonna look because red your heart rate goes up your blood pressure goes up your body temperature goes up like you want to eat yeah you want want to survive it also plays on your flight and flight a specific type of red Deeper reds help you with vitality and because there's endless energy in red. Mm-hmm. And also your intention when you're looking at a color or wearing a color has has a lot of power. Hmm. Are there good colors and bad colors for people or is every color is just a color? Every color is has shadow aspects and light aspects. There's no bad color for you. Okay. Some colors that trigger you. And these are the colors. The colors you hate the most are the colors you need the most, just like in yoga. Okay, so pay attention to the colors you cannot stand. <laughs> yes, because these are the things you're avoiding. If you hate like lime green and orange and crazy colors like that, that means you have to wear them all the time and look like a clown or <laughs> you just need to face what the color means. Yeah, you don't need to wear it to figure it out. It's just, It's just like... Imagine a color as a word or a sentence. So it's telling you a sentence and the sentence is triggering you or you don't like it. So you can ask yourself and reflect and go, okay, what does this sentence mean to me? What does this make me feel like? And this is how you solve it. You don't have to wear, you don't have to buy lime green bed sheets. Yeah, it's like a nice little tools to have for yourself. Again, connecting to that subconscious with like a visual aspect 
to do it. That's so cool. And meditation, because when you're visualizing in meditation, your subconscious and your mind don't know the difference between reality and visualization. So you can, it responds the same way. One other question, colorblind people, do they have a problem with things? <laughs> colorblind and blind people, if they are able to, if they are taught to tune in, they can know the difference between the colors by the frequency. There's a really nice story. I always tell it when people ask me this question. There was a color therapy teacher in one of the practices of color therapies to put like silk scarves and then they put them on you and they're doing the healing. And she would always lay these silk scarves. And then there was this little girl that a few times came and always picked, always picked uh, orange. And then later she found out that she was grieving her grandmother, but she was blind. This girl, this little girl was blind, but she always picked the same color. And it's the color that she needs because Orange is a color that helps with grief. It's just interesting how it, it is a frequency, I guess. You just think of like, you see, you hear like dogs don't see in color, but they can still tell different things. It's just, it's fascinating. I also know another guy whose uncle was blind and they brought a car they, he would go out and they wouldn't tell him which color it is. And it's always a challenge. They're like, you'll never guess. And he'll put his hand on the car and he'll always know which color it is. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. And one of the, actually, when you're learning to do color therapy, one of the practices is like you blindfold your 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 eyes and, and then you just touch, you kind of feel the frequency of different colors on different color cards. And you have to learn each color and its frequency. For someone who wants to work with color or wants a form of healing or wants to dive deeper into this, where would you recommend them starting to open up this like world of color? Um, they can start on the website. They can start with the color quiz question and or the color code. So I have two different things. This quiz is, is free and they can start experimenting and getting all the information because we're sending new information about color with your nails, color with everything, every time. Yeah. I wear color in my nails a lot. <laughs> oh, good. Yes. <laughs> I love using my nails as like a way you can't see them, but it's like peach and purple. Yeah. And we're always sending all these different information on there. And then also there's another thing called color code, which is a PDF that I created for people to just download. And it tells them for about seven main colors of why, if they're attracted to them, what does that mean? What does that say about what's going on? So they can start learning and experimenting. Also, my book, Heal Yourself with Color, is I've written it to teach people how to have their own relationship with color. It's written in a very simple way. I did that intentionally just to get people to have like these different tools to work with color. I saw through some of the book and it's beautifully like the pictures and the colors. It's really beautiful how you did it. For someone who's going through your healing process or like working with color, say they're working with you, what is that process like? And what are some transformations that you've seen once you've worked with people, maybe even with yourself when they've incorporated color and color healing? Okay. So usually I will always, always tell people to start with color readings because this is how I'm able to connect with them and they see the work. Like I said, color is a door because there's so many different practices to the same room. I would like to also see like, is this your door? Does the color feel like that? And it's, is it resonating with you? Mm -hmm. One and two, and then later I take them into containers. And in these, in the color readings, we see incredible transformation. I've had incredible stories of people having their people that they've missed and they've forgiven in the process, contact them. 
this is like on a smaller scale because the color reading is only 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. As one lady had a big breakthrough that she released like different traumas with birthing her daughter and she's able now to have a better relationship with her daughter just from that one color reading and one mm-hmm. session and it was incredible different things and then in the containers we are able to see different changes deep changes people transforming their lives in 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 finding different alignments releasing depression getting off different different anxieties and living for themselves and stopping living for other people and just living happier lives moving to the countryside or moving to the city and taking these big jumps and trusting themselves more and starting their businesses or finding jobs or manifesting i've had a lot of people also manifesting big loves so it's just every session that i work on and do is designed for this person's need and this is the beauty about color and i also use sound with it it's because it's so diverse it could help every single person in a different way mm, that's so that's how i love working yeah how has it opened up your life with once you worked I, I heard your story in another podcast that you wore a lot of gray and blacks and were kind of lost and then once you found this it kind of opened everything up so how has it changed your life Oh, it changed my life dramatically. So I, when you start aligning yourself with your authentic self, you start taking care of yourself. You start looking at your surroundings and you're asking, is this for me? Or is this, is this something that I believe or somebody told me I should do? Who are the people that are around me? What is the relationship that I'm in? So I, when I started color therapy, I was in a really toxic relationship that I didn't, it was toxic for both of us on both sides and that I didn't even realize that it was. And then I was able to move away from that and even forgive that person, hold love for them, even though a lot of dark things happened. And then I was able to be here, live my dream life, do the things that I always was told you're dreaming forget about it you're from the middle east who do you think you are you're like a little kuwaiti girl that doesn't have you know you don't have you're not rich you don't come from rich you don't get to do any of these things that i am doing now and i'm living now and i have big love in my life and it's just changed my life in so many ways i love that story i think that was all i had um is there anything else on color or anything that we should know to dive deeper into it you don't have to go big with colors like my bedsheet story you can always start with little accessories you can always start with challenging yourself not to wear black for a week and wearing different colors for a week um starting really small and these different shifts starting with maybe red lipsticks or different color eyeshadow and playing playing with these things instead of just going all out yeah and experiment and see which color calls to you and again the colors you hate the most are colors you need the most what about those people who are obsessed with one color like i saw a girl on tiktok and like everything that she ever gets is purple and someone gives her a gift it's purple like she just loves purple what about those people <laughs> i've had someone else with orange and i've had some so usually when people are stuck with one color it's either they're stuck in their life on mm-hmm. a different thing or on a more positive note that they keep going deeper 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 into one lesson and that's what they are here to do it just depends changing colors is important because changing different experiences because every color takes you different to a different uh, feeling experience frequency and this is important to balance all your frequencies unless you just want to be in orange or in purple all the time and that's okay no judgment
Love it. Um, Walla, I can ask you my final questions. This is so fun. I love it. I'm you have inspired me to like really look at color and just notice it at least to start and freaking figure out the orange thing. <laughs> First question I have to wrap us up. Anything that you want to be known for or remembered by with the work that you do, or you you want color to be looked at differently, anything like that, known for or remembered by? I want people to know that we do take color for granted. It's so powerful and it can change your life. You just need to look and feel it. Mm. Last question. Any last leaving thought or piece of advice? Find compassion in everything without losing your boundaries. Okay. Succinct. I like it. Um, Walla, where can everyone find you? Social media, getting a reading, your book, all of the things that you have. So mainly I'm on Instagram. So walla.colorways. Um, my website is color-ways.com. And... I have a focused Instagram that they will find in my Instagram all on color, but I like to share my lifestyle that color has given me and helped me live on mine. And then they can find booking links for color readings, et cetera, in website, bio, book on Amazon. (laughs) I will link everything below. Thank you so much for doing this. This was great. I'm, it's very colorful. (laughs) Thank you so much. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.